0: You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Sun Devil fans, it was a great week against the UNLV Rebels. Uh, After a week two win, before we go into our week against BYU, we're going to take a look at the good, the bad, and the game balls for this week. Uh, What went right for the Sun Devils? Uh, We'll get into a little bit more of Jaden Daniels' passing game, uh, what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, as well as the defense uh, and the bad. We're going to look at uh, what Doug Brumfield was able to do against the Sun Devils' defense, uh, but what they did improve overall after a week one win, Uh, and then we're going to talk about some of the the best players in this week's game and who we have going forward as well. There's no better place to get all of your Pac-12 conference news than Locked On Pac-12, podcast hosted by Cindy Robinson. Follow the Locked On Pac-12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, your number one source for everything Sun Devils football, basketball, and everything in between. I am one of your hosts, Richie Bradshaw, joined always by my good friend, Connor Drios. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, A- Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe and catch us for our content every single day. Make sure you give us some follow on Twitter at brads 36 at C Drios, and follow the podcast as well at LO underscore so Sun Devils. <laughs> Were
1: you thinking Wildcats or
0: no, no. I'm. I'm. I mean, I am thinking about seventy to seven all the time, but definitely wasn't thinking Wildcats this time. I am thinking about how they actually got AP votes. That sure bugs that
1: bejesus out of me. But anyways, Connor, how the heck are you doing? Not too bad after a good week too. Um, some things we had talked about on last week's podcast. I definitely saw some improvements, which we'll get into uh, later in this episode. Um, but still, some things to clean up, for sure. It wasn't uh, a totally flawless game. Uh, but a good revenge game, 13 years in the waiting, right? After uh, the 2008 game, uh, that one-handed catch to, to force overtime.
0: As, as a famous, Tom Papa would be very proud of us. We, we sat there like a crocodile, waiting and biding our time for 13 years. And then the opportunity arose and we went, ah, and snatched him. And we beat him down. And I couldn't be happier. But we got a lot to talk about for you guys today. We're going to be breaking down the good and the bad. Our First segment will be good. Second segment will be bad. And then we're going to finish it up with some game balls. And the things that just made us so, so happy to watch. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and dive into the good. So, Connor, you paid attention to the offense this week. I paid attention to the defense this week. The people want to know about the offense first. Please, tell us about all the good. And then when I feel like interrupting you, I absolutely will. Are you going
1: to like hold up a sign, or am I like waiting for a signal? I'm probably just going to slap you in the face. Wonderful. Okay, uh, can't wait. But to anyways, be- <laughs> uh, but as far as the Sun Devils, uh, they did still had they uh, had a good showing in the run game. Chip them had a bruise and was not uh, it was scratched prior to the game, but they ran for a total of 294 yards as a team. Uh, with Jaden Daniels actually leading the way at one uh, at 122 yards. Uh, While Jaden Daniels was still very efficient with his legs, it was good to see him take some more pass attempts. Uh, He took 29 total pass attempts and completed 20 of them. I I will say at times it felt a little forced trying to get Jaden Daniels to throw the ball. But at the same time, that's what I was asking for all week. Uh, Both of us. That's what both of us were looking for. So I I can't so much and complain about maybe the the efficiency, which we'll touch on uh, a little bit later on in this episode. Um, but he had 12. Granted, he did get hurt last week. He had the, the calf cramps. but uh, he had 12 pass attempts last week and had 29 this week uh, in mostly a game where they were playing ahead. Uh, so it wasn't necessary to pass the ball, maybe as much as they did. Um, but they, I, I think Herm Edwards was listening to our podcast and was at least just giving Jaden Daniels a little bit more. Um, he was at least showing us more than he did in week one. But outside of just Jaden Daniels, um, again, we'll touch on the efficiency. Uh, he did only average six yards an attempt this week, so it's not necessarily an eye popping number uh, in a positive way. Uh, compared to the week before, he had uh, 11 yards uh, an attempt, so hopefully he can kind of live somewhere in between throughout the season. Um, of course, with more volume, we do expect that number to go down just a little bit, so it's not too surprising. Uh, but what I will say uh, as well on the offense, Johnny Wilson, man, that dude is physical. It's not so much that he had a ton of yards or a ton of catches this week, uh, but as a whole, uh, I I mean, not necessarily that any of the receivers did, uh, but Johnny Wilson is just physical. Every single snap, every single catch he gets, that dude is running over people fighting for extra yards. It's not even so much just on plays he's even uh, got the ball in his hands. I, I mean, that dude is just a vicious blocker as well. Um, and six foot seven, I, I look forward to a lot more of what Johnny Wilson brings to the table. Um, and hopefully, he can uh, just be one of the alphas in this offense. Uh, one last thing I want to touch on as far as the good from the offense. I mentioned Chip Traynham was out this week. Uh, Rashad White, Rashad White's just, he, he's one of the mans, but this week he was the man. Um, him and Jaden Daniels absolutely just dominated in the run game. Uh, and even if you were missing Chip Traynham, you, you wouldn't have known it, right? They, they were just so good still on the ground. So as far as the defense, Richie, what stood out to you as far as what was good? There was a lot of
0: positives to take out of this game for the defense. So after two drives that gave up over 70 yards and yielded points to UNLV, started out the game down down 3 nothing, and then eventually they were down 10-7 at one point. After that, ASU buckled in. They scored 30 unanswered points and looked like a much better team. A much more disciplined team. Isn't it buckled down? What did I say? I think
1: you said buckled in.
0: Buckled in, buckled down, whatever. You know what I mean. Put your seatbelt on. It's going to be a heck of a ride. But anyways, before, before Connor Dreos rudely interrupted me, <laughs> we, uh, we, we looked like we really settled in and got comfortable in what we were trying to do. The secondary was the strength once again. The linebackers were flying around the field. We're going to talk about Darian Butler a lot moving forward. I think this dude is this this dude is it. He's got that factor. But again, again, we're going to highlight him throughout the remainder of this segment, and then we're going to talk about him on game ball. Spoiler alert. But the defense gave me a lot of what I was looking to see improved upon. That coverage was still sticky. Those linebackers were flying. The pass rush was. Solid. I'm, I'm still waiting for someone to really emerge. Tyler Johnson was able to get home, and that's what we were missing last week when he was ejected for the targeting. But it was good to have him back on the field. He definitely made his presence felt and generated some pressure off the edge. Where I was really happy was Darian Butler. Butler continued his strong play from week one, where he had two interceptions. This week he matched it with two sacks. Had another five-tackle game, broke up a pass... Was flying around the field. Butler was just an absolute blur for the Sun Devils defense. He's built like your modern linebacker at six foot and he's playing like your modern linebacker. This dude is easily the best player on the defense right now. He's someone that I seriously think you have to consider for Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. The way he is stuffing the box, the the box score, and when you, when you turn on the game and watch him for sixty minutes. You're going to be hard pressed to find an ASU defender or even a defender on either side of the football that stands out consistently and flashes as much as Darian Butler does.
1: I think it's fair to say he's put the, mm-hmm. the Sun Devil just fans kind of on notice, right? We've watched him through two weeks, we've seen him flash. Uh, once we start to get into some more televised games, now that's going to be his opportunity for the rest of the Pac 12 to find out mm-hmm. who he is.
0: Yeah, and a good start was having this game on ESPN2, not just the Pac-12 network, so anyone who turned into hashtag Pac-12 after dark got themselves a nice taste of what Butler is able to do from his linebacker spot, and I mean, he does a lot more than, than just what your typical linebacker does, but en- enough highlighting Dar- uh, Darian Butler, Chase Lucas also played out of his mind, broke up a pass that probably could have been an interception, Jack Jones made some really good hits too. I was very happy with the way Jack Jones played. And overall, just the defense entirely, once again, looked great. They're really starting to set the tone for what we can expect moving forward. You have to be happy with what you see from these Sun Devils.
1: Now will do it for the good segment of our Week 2 recap against UNLV. Uh, stay tuned for our next segment. We'll be discussing uh, the bad that we saw throughout the game. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Price Picks offers every sport you can think of. Considering you're listening to the Locked On uh, Sun Devils podcast, you're probably a big college football fan. I know if you listened to our podcast last week, we had talked about uh, betting a little bit on that game. Uh, we had mentioned that we took the under for uh, as far as the, the point spread for UNLV to cover, Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the Wonderland offers all-star players of the Power 5, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. You pick 2-5 to players and an over-under in their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks allows uh, mixed sports entries. You can take the over on uh lebron combined with the under on the homes in the exact same entry use the award-winning app on both the apple store and google play entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy price picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals don't hesitate check out pricepicks.com or go to your app store and download the app today price picks is daily fantasy made easy
0: and we're back to the locked on sun devils podcast it's time for our second segment We talked glowingly about our Sun Devils, but we have to be objective. It's time to talk about the bad. And while there wasn't a lot of bad in this game, thank goodness gracious, there are some things that we want to see the Sun Devils improve on. Just like how we kicked it off with offense in the first segment, we're going to do the exact same thing here. Connor, please take it away with what we want to see more of. Just so you know, I am
1: going to be chiming in. There are a few things I want to talk about as well. I did touch on this a little bit in the first segment. But overall, Jaden's lack of passing efficiency um, wasn't exactly something that was overly glowing. Um, While he did have more pass attempts, and that's all well and good, it was just very dink and dunk. And man, I'm not going to lie, I'm not sure if I see a deep ball in this offense at all this year. Obviously, we had the one pass LV, uh, Bunkley Shelton, which uh, he played a little bit of hokey-pokey with the corner. Uh, So it's not so much a broken play, but... Uh, That was the one deep ball I can think of that I watched in this game. Otherwise, if you go check out the box score, I'm not sure anybody had over 50 receiving yards. And and there's just, there's no overall alpha dog wide receiver one. We talked about maybe how physical Johnny Wilson was. uh, In some of our last week's episode, we did talk a lot about Andre Johnson and how we think uh, he can be the guy to do it. Um, it, It's kind of back-to-back weeks now where we don't necessarily have a go-to guy. It's been multiple guys, which isn't necessarily a bad thing in itself, uh, but it's just when it's third down, when the game is going to be on one, when you need to move the chains, who is that guy going to be? And we've gone through two weeks of football so far, and I, I can't exactly say I've identified who that is just yet. Um, while that can be a number of guys, and again, that's still a good problem to have, uh, as we go into week three against BYU, I'm not sure who Jaden Daniels' number one target is going to be.
0: Yeah, and I, I, we, we've talked for a while now, even off the podcast about how we want to see Jaden Daniels use his arm and open up the offense. And I told you before we got started on the podcast, and I wanted to touch on it tonight. I'm not sure if Jaden is that guy who can open up the offense with his arm. And by that, I mean stretching the field, taking the deep shots. We saw, we saw it in his freshman year with Brandon IU. That's the most frustrating thing. We saw it with Frank Darby too, but it's just not there this year. It wasn't even really there last year. So there's a part of me that's wondering if it has to do with the talent around him, because like you said, we haven't seen a guy step up to be the alpha dog. We we've hyped up, uh, Chad Johnson jr. For years now, and he can't even get on the field. I, I am impressed with Johnny Wilson, LB Buckley, Shelton, Buckley, Shelton, Buckley. Yeah. And I, I still love the potential of Andre Johnson, but to this point, no one has proven to be that go-to receiver or even a guy who can stretch the field. We got a lot of size, but we don't got a lot of burns.
1: I'm just I'm I'm worried. And here's why. It's we're we're only finished with week two and we've got a lot of season left to play. But it's it's gonna happen because it happens every single year for all, all teams. What happens when they get down? They can't run it with chip training. They can't run it with Rashad White, they can't dump it off through Rashad White. If the defense, for whatever reason, they're going up against a juggernaut of an offense or they don't show up that week, which is entirely within the realm of possibility, now what? Jaden Daniels is going to be able to pick up some plays with his legs, sure, and he can move some chains there. But if you don't have a number one go-to guy or at least an established guy that you feel comfortable with, and listen, we're not at the practices. I'm I'm sure Jaden has built chemistry with these guys, and he can tell you who he thinks that's going to be. But until we actually see it on the field and we see some of these clutch plays happen, I, it's just concerning. It just is.
0: Yeah, and we've definitely been spoiled with greatness over the last few years between Nikhil, between Ayuk. We we've had that established number one receiver to go to, and we just don't have that right now. And it, it's looking like we might not have it for the whole season. And the the biggest thing is what ha- like you said, what happens when they get down? What happens when you have to get off your game script? You can't run the football as much as you want to anymore. You have to be. You have to be more aggressive through the air. And right now, I don't know if the Sun Devils are built to do that. And that is worrisome moving
1: forward. That's an open invitation for Jaden to prove us wrong. Listen, if we have to refer back to this podcast and say, hey, you know how wrong we were about Jaden Daniels? He was able to, to have this comeback or uh, had a 90-yard drive to lead the touchdown for a comeback win. When he can have those moments, we will have to refer back to this podcast and say we were absolutely wrong.
0: Just like we did last week when we were calling out the defense and the penalties and everything. That and, was, then, and then Herm was listening, apparently, and they got right back into a more disciplined game plan. Much, much better this week. Uh, still but, room for improvement,
1: but much better. But that was it as far as the offense of what uh, was still needed to be cleaned up before uh, next week against we BYU. Uh, as far as the defense, you, is there anything that you saw uh, that you would like them to improve prior to the three?
0: Yeah, uh, Doug Brumfield was running all over the place. That is
1: the Doug Brumfield, by the way.
0: Yes, uh, from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Brumfield was an absolute terror as a runner. He not, he notched uh, like only 43 rushing yards, but you got to remember that two of those attempts were sacks where he lost yards. He was probably closer to 50 yards on six carries. He was consistently taking off. He had that scramble into the end zone where he would have made Simone Biles proud with all the gymnastics that he pulled off to get into the end zone on that play. But he was making the defense look silly. I wasn't sure if it was Miss assignments or if we just simply weren't playing for him to roll out of the pocket. But he made this defense look silly. you got to learn how to do better containment on mobile quarterbacks. When you go to play UCLA and you have to face... Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson with the Bruins you're going to need to find a way to stop him because he's a lot like Jaden Daniels where he can beat you with his arm but he is a mobile quarterback and he will absolutely make you pay for giving him open lanes like that. And UCLA right now is tied for first place in the Pac-12 South and they have proven to be a legitimate threat in the division. You need to figure out a way to contain him. Just like you need to moving forward. Just because Keaton Slovis at USC isn't mobile doesn't mean you can dismiss mobile quarterbacks entirely. You're going to continue to face mobile quarterbacks throughout the remainder of the season, especially if you want to make a run for the Pac-12 title or, I mean, God willing, the playoff. You need to be able to stop the Spencer Rattlers of the world. And obviously, we can't. Like, well, I I wouldn't say we can't, but I, I would love to see how that would go. I'm more or less saying, in an extreme example, you would need to find a way to slow down a guy of that kind of caliber. In the meantime, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is more than good enough to tear you apart with his legs, so we need to see some improvement there. I still want to see the penalties come down a little bit. I understand it was on both sides of the ball, but the defense can't be giving up costly penalties that are allowing offenses to continue drives and move the chains to the defense's credit after those first couple drives they really clamped down they gave him the clamps they suffocated everything that the rebels were trying to do on offense they got pressure in the backfield they broke up some big plays i just want to see i, I want to see us come out early to that kind of dominance
1: and that's just it is there two games we have seen the sun of us go ahead at halftime And they have made improvements coming up. They make adjustments. Right. And that's, they're doing what they need to do. And that's great. And even if they get off to a fast start, it's not that there's things that they can't improve on after a first half, right? Uh, So they're still always going to look to make adjustments no matter what. Uh, But if we can get off to a fast start, especially against maybe some of these teams who... You're supposed to? Right. Right. Exactly. Which was more disappointing, especially at the first quarter where it was just 3-0. So if you can just get off to a faster start uh, and kind of maintain that lead, which is obviously what everybody is trying to do, right? That is a perfect scenario, and that doesn't always happen. Uh, But we're two weeks into the season so far, and it just doesn't feel like that's happened yet, Uh, whether that is something in their preparation or or something's just not clicking early on. We like to see that second-half team uh, play a little bit more in the first half.
0: And what I want to highlight real quick um, with Jaden Daniels is that interception, not only was it terrible, it was in the red zone, and it ended up giving the Rebels the ball at the 20-yard line. But the the frustrating thing there is the defense then laid over on its back, let the Rebels convert on third down consistently, move the ball down the field, and yes, they pinched down and held him to three, but you allowed the Rebels to gain some kind of momentum in that moment. And yes, Daniels is at fault for the terrible interception where he was playing catch with the defender. But nonetheless, I want to see the defense clamp down early. They got to set the tone. Because, like we talked about with game script, what happens when the Sun Devils have to do this? What happens if the Devils defense comes out flat for the first uh, first three drives and now ASU's down 21-7? to seven? What then? Now your defense, while they could make the adjustments, do you trust the offense to make the adjustments as well? You're, you're asking your offense to get away from their strengths and get into uncomfortable and uncharted territory trying to stretch this ball out because you're down so early. The defense has to come out to fast starts. They can't, I I love the adjustments they make. They clearly work. They're clamping down. They're only giving up. It's like a little over three yards a play or something like that. It's top five in the nation. The defense is amazing, but you cannot continue to come out flat to start the games because once you start getting into conference play, even BYU this week will make you pay for that.
1: And that's going to do it for the bat of this week. Uh, We're going to get into our last segment as far as the game balls for uh, week two against the Rebels. Uh, You're listening to the Locked on Cinnables podcast.
0: Hey, guys. Richie Bradshaw here to talk to you today about sweat block. I will tell you guys that I personally am a sweaty mess all the time, and it is so frustrating, it's so uncomfortable, and it even affects my self-esteem sometimes. I walk out into the hot, dry heat of Arizona and it seriously, a two minute walk from my car to the mall gets me all sorts of sweaty, all sorts of uncomfortable. I look like garbage. And now I, I'm just, I feel bad about myself. With SweatBlock, however, I feel a lot more confident in myself. It's doctor recommended, doctor created, works up to seven days a week, and it's dry shirt guaranteed. If SweatBlock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. I'll tell you guys right now, it definitely keeps me dry. Here's the crazy thing. I know this is going to be hard to believe. One, two, at most three times a week, I'll put Sweat Block on and I am totally dry. I don't, ha- I don't have to worry about being a sweaty mess when I walk into important meetings or speech or an interview or, God forbid, a first date with a beautiful young lady. That, that is the last thing I need is to embarrass myself and look like I'm entirely uncomfortable. But with Sweat Block, I'm a lot more confident in myself. It's manufactured in the USA, and it's the number one bestseller on Amazon for the past ten years, with over thirteen thousand reviews. So, be sure to get yourself over to SweatBlock today, and tell them that that Locked On sent you, and change the game forever.
1: Be happier and not so sweaty with SweatBlock. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? Uh, They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Uh, I was looking through this list a couple weeks ago when I was deciding which ones I should try. Uh, I did get a couple, but cherry was one of my favorites for sure. Uh, There honestly is a little bit of of something for everyone. I have my wife try a couple of them as well. Some of the ones that I liked, uh, she may not have liked as much as her favorite, which was the mint brownie. Uh, So know um, that if you haven't tried all of your flavors, you can get a mixed box as well where you can get two of each of all the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They've got 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four uh, grams net carbs. A couple of other flavors that they have, uh, have 18 grams of protein, uh, just 180 carbs, five grams of sugar, and five net carbs. Overall, you have nine amazing flavors. They're all tasty and healthy. Order today and get that uh, mint brownie or get that cherry or whatever else you like. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 50% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com.
0: And we're back for the Locked on Sun Devils final segment. We're going to dive into game balls now. Me and Connor have each chosen one player, one on offense, one on defense, to highlight this week. And there are a couple people that I would be remiss if we didn't mention. Connor, you know
1: what? You've been starting us off all night. I'll go ahead and give you the reins. Who do you got first? It's got to be Rashad White. With Chip Traynham uh, taking the night off due to an injury, uh, White stepped up and he had 131 total scrimmage yards and two more touchdowns. Um, even through the last two weeks where you may not have faced the, the best defenses that college football has to offer, um, I do expect uh, Rashad White to be obviously be a staple of this offense uh, and do expect some more box scores to look like this as well.
0: If we're going to stay on the offensive side of the ball, I'll go ahead and give a game ball to Jaden Daniels. It's, I, there was a few guys that I danced around with, but at the end of the day, there's no way that I couldn't give it to the quarterback who was responsible for plenty of drives and uh, scoring drives and extending drives with his legs. He absolutely tore apart the Rebels' defense through the air, on the ground. Whatever he needed to do, he got clutch conversions. He got himself into the end zone a couple of times. He was absolutely electric. It was vintage Jaden Daniels that we came to love from his freshman year. After a stupid, stupid, stupid interception to start the game, Jaden really settled in. And he, he looks the part. Sure, we kind of ripped on him a little bit for maybe not being able to open up the offense as deep as we wanted to. But you know what? He gets that offense moving. He gets us into the end zone. He gets points on the board. So Jaden Daniels absolutely gets a game ball here. Don't overthink it.
1: My last game ball will be for Tyler Johnson. Uh, If you look at the box score, it wasn't anything incredibly impressive. Um, However, he did have a sack. Uh, After last week's targeting call and getting kicked out of that game pretty early on, it was nice to see him come back in and and, uh, really just take charge of the defensive line as a whole. Um, He is going to need to be their biggest defensive presence uh, as far as the defensive line is concerned. Um, So as we go into the next couple weeks, um, I'm looking for Tyler Johnson to be more of a mainstay uh, on that defensive line uh, and make some bigger plays when it matters.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely very happy to see Tyler Johnson back in the fold there for the defense. I'll go ahead and highlight the the new mascot of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. This is officially a Darian Butler podcast fan account. We
1: stand Darian Butler on this podcast.
0: Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Going to be the Butkus Award winner for the entire nation. Go ahead and put him in the Heisman conversation right now. Hashtag defense
1: for Heisman. Hey man, you know we're recording, right? You know, just say whatever you want.
0: I, I can. This is my podcast and I will not be talked down to by some some wannabe poser. I love you so much. I'm just kidding. But anyways, Darian Butler is an absolute animal. We love him to pieces. He brings the heat every single week. Two sacks this week, another five tackles, puts him up to ten on the year. Two picks, two sacks, couple of deflections, making some plays in the backfield. Darian Butler is bringing the heat every single week. This week was no exception. I I am now going to start setting my expectations very high for him because he's just blowing me away every single week. There are a few guys I want to highlight before we close out here. Ricky Pearsall, once again, was Mm -hmm. flashing all over the place. He caught four passes for 38 yards. He had a 14-yard scramble and was just the playmaker that this offense needs. He's that gadgety kind of guy. That we can get creative with. So I'm very happy to to see what Pearsall has been bringing to us. I'm also very happy with Jack Jones. Who? Jack Jones. Jack Jones. Jack Jones was dominant once again from his corner spot, made a couple of really nice tackles, set the on a couple of times, and his coverage remains really, really solid. So very happy with Ricky Pearsall, very happy with Jack Jones and Johnny Wilson. Johnny Wilson, absolutely physical with the ball in his hands, had a couple of really clutch grabs, uh, super clutch first down uh, in the later portion of the game, and him and Pearsall look like they could be key staples of this offense while the rest of the receiving core gets figured out. Obviously, my fingers are still crossed for Andre Johnson, but in the meantime, lean on Johnny Wilson, lean on Ricky Pearsall, lean on that run game, and let Jaden do his thing.
1: That'll be it. Those are our game balls for week two against the UNLV Rebels. Uh, We'll do, again, a similar portion after week three game. Uh, But you're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Thank you for listening. Betting on the Sun Devils doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Beds podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.